the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So our gospel speaks of the temple and this parable of the two men, one being a Pharisee and one being a publican or a tax collector. So first of all, let's again remind ourselves what the temple is all about. For the Jewish people, for the ancient Israelites, it was the place where we, they experienced God's presence, where the Ark of the Covenant was kept. Of course, by the time Jesus visited his, visits us in Israel, right, becoming man, becoming a Jew, that the, the Ark of the Covenant was no longer there. But it's a place of sacrifice. People were supposed to bring their best animals, their firstborn, the unblemished lamb or unblemished steer, to be sacrificed for whatever purpose, thanksgiving, to be for penance of sin. In fact, when we think about it, if we read up in the scripture, we see that bringing a sacrifice to the temple was their form of confession. Because you would bring your animal to the temple to be sacrificed, and only, only the priest would know what kind of sacrifice it is. Because if you read Leviticus, you'll notice that the sacrifices, many of them are very similar. It's sort of like the seal of confession. So if you were standing about 10, you know, 100 yards away, you wouldn't be able to tell what kind of sacrifice was being offered for this sin or whatever kind of sin that was committed. When we think about an agrarian culture, if you're offering an unblemished lamb, if you're offering an animal to be sacrificed, you're offering a piece of your livelihood. It's saying, I'm going to depend totally on God because I know that he will take care of me if I offer him my best. Something that I depend on either for food or for work. In the later historical books, we find in Ezra and Nehemiah that one of the problems was that the people were sacrificing less than unblemished animals. They're kind of giving God not their best because they're afraid that, that God's not going to allow them to prosper if they offer them their best. For some reason, a lack of faith is going on there. So here we have this place where we're supposed to acknowledge how dependent we are on God how we're dependent on his providence for everything that we have. We're dependent on him for everything, even the gifts and talents that we've been given. And so, we, so these two figures are depicted coming into this place. And the Pharisee, instead of coming into this place acknowledging God as the one who has given him all these gifts, sort of attributes his devotion to himself, saying that I am not like this tax collector. I give all, I tithe, I do this, I do that, I fast, I follow all the rules. Because the Pharisee thinks it's coming from himself, under his own power, that he is justified because of 
his own worthiness in front of God. He has judged this himself. He doesn't come to say, oh Lord, thank you for helping me be devout. Thank you for helping me to be able to follow the law that you gave us. He's filled with his own his own pride, his own self-importance. And then there's this tax collector. Now, remember, the tax collector in, in the eyes of, of first century Jew is lower than dirt. You know, he's even worse than some, an IRS agent, so to speak. Now, if you work for the IRS, hey, you could be, so sorry. Um, so... But you think about it, like if the IRA, he's worse than that because he's a traitor. He's cooperating with the Romans. He's extorting the people. Most, a lot of them would get rich from overtaxing the people. So they would pay what the Romans asked for and they would take a considerable slice off the top because they could choose what to charge as a tax. The Romans just said, you just give us what we want what you do, however you charge, that's up to you. And given that the Romans are occupying this territory against the will of the people of Judea, this man is definitely, he's not only denied his people, he's denied his God. But he comes with a very different disposition. He comes into the temple and said, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Both of whom may have come to offer sacrifice, but only one was found worthy. We remember in Psalm 51, a humble and contrite heart, O Lord, you will not spurn. And so we look at this Pharisee, and he's, he's made this mistake, and he doesn't understand truly what it means to be a disciple, what it means to be a follower of God. St. Paul has just talked about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the charisms that we can have through the Spirit to build up the church. Those don't come from us. They come from God for the sake of the building up of the people of God, to spread the gospel, to bring others to Christ. And they don't belong to us. They belong to Him. See, the Pharisee makes, and other Pharisees made this mistake, that they thought that being separated from sinners would keep them, quote, clean, worthy in God's sight. That they would be, they would not have to be they, they, would, they would see themselves as somehow better than everyone else because they follow the law perfectly. They wanted to not have anything defile them or touch them that would make them unclean. But they missed something very important. They missed that it's not just about being clean. Sometimes we have to, be, we have to go out to the unclean. And sometimes we have to be with the unclean to help bring them to God. Now, what does that mean? 
Well, it doesn't mean that we sin to be like them. It means that we don't separate ourselves from the sinner. It means that we reach out to the sinner. One of the works of mercy is to admonish the sinner. Not that we would do so in a stern way, but in a way that is in accordance with love. To show them our love, to show them our compassion. Because think about it, it's our Lord who left heaven to come down to us. He got down and dirty with us. He allowed himself to be crucified for our sins so that he became dirty in a sense so that we could become clean. So that we could be washed in his blood. So that we could receive the gift of the Spirit and through the Spirit be truly in right relationship with God. So one of the things to keep in mind, one of the, one of the tricks that the devil likes to play with us and this is where the Pharisee fell into this trap. Is he want, see, the Pharisee wants to be a follower of God, but he doesn't understand. He was tempted to see that his devotion, as I said, came from himself and not as a gift from God. So it's a spiritual danger of us as we are devoted to the Lord, as we attend Mass every Sunday and we do our prayers and we confess our sins. We don't want to make that a boast. We want to make that a prayer of humble thanksgiving. To say, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Thank you, Lord, for saving me from myself. Thank you for saving me for all those things that I know I could do that displease you. And help me in the future to always recognize that everything that I have, all the gifts that I have is from you. One of the reasons why in the in the in the form the, the traditional form of mass there's a lot of prayers of supplication for an acknowledgement of sin. And notice that the priest doesn't get excused from this. The priest so when I when I'm celebrating the mass, like the, we have the confidior and there's other prayers, the prayers are reminding the priest that you are not worthy to celebrate this mass on your own. This power doesn't come from you, Father. It comes from God. So it's very humbling to say the confidior and have the server say, this is great, have mercy on you, singular, in the conversation of the beginning of the, of the prayers at the foot of the altar. I love that. The server's accusing me, saying, may God have mercy on you, Father, because you're a sinner just like me. So it's very humbling, you know, to in praying with this Mass, to recognize that, and all of us together to recognize how beautiful a gift that we have to celebrate this Mass together. And so what Jesus wanted this Pharisee to do is not to stand there, is to say, there's this man here who's a sinner who needs to be shown the way to be a saint. He needs to know the way. I know the way. This Pharisee could have said, I know the way. I follow the law. 
I'm here in the temple to worship him. He should be embracing this man, telling him, what do you need to know? How can I help you? What is it that I can do to help you not be a tax collector anymore? How can I get you out of this life? And so the mercy that we receive, the, all the gifts that we receive, do we want to be generous in giving to others and to help others come to know Christ, to help them come to know the salvation he has given us and all the gifts that we have received. So let's ask our Lord today in this very special celebration of Holy Mass that we all might give gratitude to God for all the gifts we have and that we might extend his mercy and love to those who are in need of redemption, who are in need of uplifting, so that they too can experience the freedom that Christ has won for us in his passion, death, and resurrection. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.